Hey everybody, welcome back to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Darius. I'm Dylan. And I'm Jan. And on Trek to the Holodeck, we watch and evaluate every single Holodeck episode of Star Trek ever. 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 We're the definitive Star Trek podcast in terms of Holodeck content. Yeah. (laughs) Because nobody else had this stupid idea we did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because apparently everybody hates holodeck episodes. That's Are the we thing. the only three people that love holodeck content? I'm I, I'm a little yeah, shocked. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering what the holodeck is, if you stumbled in into this podcast, you're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, the holodeck is a room. Um, in this episode situation, just kind of like a, a casual room that you walk into, and then holograms appear, and it's kind of like a VR thing, um, and you can basically immerse yourself in whatever world or story that you want to. Yeah, um, and if you're asking yourself, like, you know, how are you guys judging these things? You're like, so okay, so you're judging the holodeck stuff, uh, but but how? How are you doing that? Like, you just watching it and being like, well, that was good. No, mm-hmm. we actually have a, a full, like, system that we've created called the Drask system. Uh, it stands for dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. Fucking nailed it. Yeah. And we rate it on a one to five scale. One being the worst, five being the best. Mm-hmm. And just to be clear, when we say we're watching every holodeck episode, it's not like every holodeck episode that mainly features a holodeck. It's it's every episode where the holodeck is on screen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if somebody is just like opening the holodeck door and they're like, oh, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I wasn't. I'm supposed to go to med anyways. And then they just walk away. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that episode. We're going to do that episode. Well, like this episode where it's literally on screen for, I think, five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Speaking of this episode, this week uh, we decided to do our first episode of Discovery because it's the only little tidbit of like semi-holodeck content that we get. Uh, it's Discovery, People of Earth, season three, episode three. It originally aired uh, just at the be- the the end of the month uh the end of October uh October yeah, 29th ago. yeah October 2020 so yeah. yeah so like i don't know grab whatever you need to grab before we do this because we're about to enter a wormhole yeah, and so that wormhole is going to like <laughs> spin us around and like squish us down and then expand us back out and shoot us out on our trek to, to the hole simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. I really love our intro. I've been listening to it and like and then the vaporwave coming in is really good. I like and then, yeah, that. the doors yeah, opening. Yeah, it's great. I like it a lot. I, I think I always think of it kind of like, you know, the Regal Cinema's roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah, everybody's like, I fucking love this thing. The worst CG ever. Yeah. But everybody's always like, yeah. That's, and like when you go down, oh man. And the popcorn blows up. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, that's the scary up. one. And then you get dunked down. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. one's the best. God. God, I miss that. I miss movie theaters. <sighs> Me too. Too bad that they'll never be back. They'll never no. exist ever again. <laughs> I have my own projector now because I know I'm never going to get to go to a movie theater. 
That's oh fucking God. cool. Someday. <laughs> someday. 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 We'll get to All watch right. Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie in a movie theater. God. I which can't I totally wait for that. Yeah, but I'll, we don't wait. I'm, yeah, we, yeah, patient. <laughs> so again, this is Discovery, People of Earth, the third episode of the third season of Discovery. Mm-hmm. For those who have not watched Discovery yet, I will say that at the end of season two, there's some spoilers here, by the way. So if you haven't watched Discovery, yeah, yeah. but there, it's a big shift in the show. Um, this probably unlikely you've avoided it. But if you care about that, mm-hmm. maybe this is not the best episode for you to listen to. Just skip it. Otherwise, here you are. Yeah. Um, this was written by uh, Boyan Kim and Erica Lippolt, and I hope I pronounced those things correctly. So that's a two-women writers duo. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And did their fourth episode of Discovery they put together. And from what I've read, they will also be the showrunners for the Michelle Yeoh uh, Sector 31, Section 31 Go. show if that so, happens yeah so that, is this is this section 31 show what happened with michelle yo in section 31 after she came <laughs> to from the mirror universe and before not, she went to the future because like it's they're, they're kind of like putting themselves in a corner here right yeah well, like they i have a feeling her, that but, section 31 is still going to exist because I, yeah. I don't know if you've yeah, seen this yet, Darius, but Dave, the david cronenberg uh yeah, cameo he seems like a Section Thirty One guy. Yeah, so that was David Cronenberg. Uh, that was David Cronenberg. Yeah. Oh my god. That's why he was so was weird like, and kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Sorry, different yeah. episode. We don't talk about it, but uh, <clears throat> I, that Discovery. That is a great thing about Discovery is it's a very diverse show. Like within the writers, Both. within the acting, everything the about thing. it is super diverse. Uh, but yeah, there is a lot god. of continuity. Still with old school Star Trek, uh, because this episode, among many other Discovery episodes, was directed by our guy Johnny, Johnny Frakes. Frakes. Johnny Frakes, baby, <laughs> yeah, yeah, two yeah. takes Frakes. Apparently, is what people call him. Two takes Frakes. Two takes. <laughs> Are you serious? You really? Like, like is that two a serious takes? thing? <laughs> yeah, he I like is- it like, when a director gets a rep for being like a two takes director. I think Ridley Scott is also a two takes no. director. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, you're right. Because he, he shoots Fincher, from like eight Fincher's like a angles. fifty take. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott's like, yeah, it's already perfect. Just get it with like a lot of angles, and then we're done. <laughs> I'm I'm ninety four years old, and I'm still cranking out Just beautiful pumping movies. Pumping them out, pumping them uh, out. Oh god. Um, the music was done by Jeff Russo. Jeff Je- Je- Jeff Ru- Russ. How? What is his nickname? Can we even give him a nickname? Jr. Jr. Ooh, Jr. Like JR. from that show, The Waltons. Can we right? call him? This is this. Is, that makes no sense. But can we call him Jr. Russo? Yeah, let's call him Jr. Russo. <laughs> oh, what about Rusty Jeff? Is that a little creepy? <laughs> <Rusty>. <laughs> is that kind of weird? <laughs> Rusty Jeff. Rusty. We Jeff. should have him on, and we should ask him. Or, I know he's been on other podcasts. So has he really? On. Oh, rad. Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. Hell yeah. We got a couple of um, uh, guest star shout outs. I thought the, before we do the guest star shout outs, I thought the yeah. music was good in this episode. There's a few moments uh, uh, where I felt like I was getting like non Star Trek stuff, but I wasn't mad about it. I have, I have musical qualms with Discovery just in general, but it's, yeah. it has nothing to do with Jeff Russo. It's the, show like the way that the show's constructed yeah in terms of the music i I would agree that it is 
it is, you know, if, if Ronald Jones picks his spots but goes hard, yeah, <laughs> you know, is, is asked to, um, yeah, it, it's, it feels to me like music is it's extremely always, present in discovery. Always, it is always there. on. There is no, uh, which is, lack a, I'm of sure, it. a lot of work for Jeff, and it sounds great. It does. But in terms of comp, like how it yeah. all works. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. A couple guest star shout outs. Uh, David Ajala. I hope I said uh, that right. And I believe it's Ayala. Ayala. Uh, David Ayala yeah. is Cleveland book booker, who's like one of my favorite characters, and I just want him on the show all the time. And I know he's just a bit role, but I hope he's there more often. It's it's, it's really weird to me that he is a guest star. It is, yeah. like, right? He, he just should be a star. He he's the be best. A, a, a character in the show. Like he's, Garrick, you know, like Garrick yeah, is, a, is yes. not technically in the main cast, but he should be. I mean, yeah. Hypothetically, should be. they could just have book ship on board all the time, and that, that's <laughs> yeah. that's their defiant essentially. When they need to go off and do some weird shit, they can just yeah. hop on book ship and fucking go do whatever. Um, and then we got uh, Blue Del Barrio. I hope I said that right as well as uh, Admiral Tall. Um, Adira this, Tall. Adira, sorry, Admiral. But and and again, Admiral but she Tall. also, excuse me, they are also um, Admiral yeah. Tall in another host body. So yeah. okay, yeah. Um, and this is their first uh, acting screen credit, and they're pretty good for their first thing. Like, very impressed. Again, though, guest star. No, their main <laughs> like, feels like a character. They become now a main character. Main, yeah, they they're, they're main, main character, character now. So now. I don't know why it's a guest star situation. Yeah, I don't know why they would. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, completely. that's kind of a weird one. Especially since they they have like more lines and dialogue than people that have been on this show for three seasons. Like <laughs> Reese, like Reese and Bryce, who I yeah. want like Reese and Bryce adventures. They look like the sweetest two dudes. They, it looks like we got a Harry Kim and a Tom Space situation. Tom, Tom Paris, Tom Paris. like love going on over there. hundred percent. You know that you know that Reese and Bryce like when they when they hang out, they're just like, what do you want to do? It's like, I don't know. Like don't know. do you just want to read? Do you just want to read? And- like, they just read for hours. I mean, that's one of my biggest complaints about Discovery to begin with anyways, is that they don't spend enough time with the crew we already have established, and instead yeah. they want to bring on new crew and make us like, spend time with those people instead. Like, I feel like the majority of, of Reese and Bryce's interactions are like, they whip to them and they're like, we need more of this, Bryce. And they're both like, yeah. Yeah, and they just kind of like smile and nod, and like that's right, it. like cool. He just like turns up the volume cool. a bit. It's like good, good, good. sweet, cool. cool. He's like the wedding DJ of Discovery. This is good. This sound good. All right, cool, cool. I'll be here. So, so Bryce, Bryce is Welsh, I think, um, is he? based on. Remember that episode when the Universal Translator went out and everybody mm-hmm. was. You could just hear what people spoke naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he spoke Welsh. It's like cool. I want to know more about this character. That's like, rad. This yeah, guy, that's yeah. awesome. Um, that's but super no, cool. Just not a lot of. And I, Reese I, is a know, science the officer. The Universal What's Translator Reese? probably helped revitalize a lot of languages that are on the brink brink of dying. Like, right. Somebody probably speaks yeah. Latin because you could just speak whatever the <laughs> hell you want at that point, and yeah. uh, people could understand you. So. Mm-hmm. Could it also even lead to more fracturing of languages because, like, you're community could just speak like have weird slang and stuff and the universal translator is like ah okay i think i can make it make sense <laughs> you <laughs> it know the, it would have weird things where they would say stuff like i'm boxy and they're like sorry <sighs> what universal- did you say it's a universal translator it doesn't it doesn't really Do translate think, what i'm trying to say <laughs> do you think it 
how would a universal translator work around children who don't know how to speak a language yet? You just turn would it they, off. Would they do? <laughs> would it default to what the parents are speaking? Like what's being spoken around them? Like, wait, do you think it translates, baby? Do you think universal translate? Oh. You think like <laughs> we have like a baby genius situation going on with the universal translator? <laughs> the universal translator has got to take in. It has to be pretty smart, right? Like it has to have some level of Intelli- algorithmic intelligence yeah. and take into account context clues, right? Like yeah. So, I mean, I, we we could talk a lot about a universal translator, but yeah. before yeah. we get to that, um, would yeah. you guys recommend this just in the holodeck content? No, no. Me neither. <laughs> Even um, though it's got some sweet slow mo, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. But yeah. yeah. Um, before uh, we get into everything else, uh, we are doing our new segment, which isn't very new at this point, called This Week On. And well, it's Darius this week. Um, I'll, get, I'll get the timer ready. And on This Week On, you get 30 seconds to tell us what happened in the episode. So that we don't fuck about with it for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I'm gonna like completely butcher everyone's name. I just haven't spent enough time with all these people. That's great. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's totally fine. It's totally that's that's why we're here. Okay, uh, I guess start it when I start. Okay, so we open up with Burnham's personal log, and the Burnham personal log is just like I've spent a year in the future, and Discovery is not here yet. Then she finds Discovery. Then they decide that they're going to go to Earth because of this uh, this message that they get from someone who says they're a part of Starfleet. They go to Earth. Earth's not a part of Starfleet anymore. Earth is its own thing now. And then they find out that this this guy's been raiding Earth for dilithium, and then they do this little cool thing, and they catch him, and then Earth and them make up, and they do like a classic. Star Trek thing. And it's kind of great. <laughs> All right, that was good. I think that I mean, you missed a couple <laughs> subplots, but I think I think you got the general yeah. the gist. Yeah, you of got it. the A plot through. That's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, what's what's worth mentioning to su- to supplement that is uh one of these earth uh rating or boarding parties includes a character named Adira. Mhm. Yeah, who we find out it has a trill symbiote in them. Uh, yep. But the okay, so I like I like to clear this up. Actually, the character of Adira is female, right? Or, or at least is using female She's pronouns. Female presenting in yeah right now at this yeah point, in this episode yeah, at this point. Because yeah. I think they, someone calls her her, but the way she responds to it didn't seem like a very like. Because oh, okay. she's tri- like, what's going on is she's not trill. She's human. Well, sorry, she's human, but she has a she has a trill symbiote. She has a symbiote yeah. in her, and the the actor is non-binary. Yeah. So what I th- this is speculation, <laughs> but what I think is going to happen throughout the season is once they learn their symbiote, they're going to start using they them pronouns because they have so many different people in them. Is what Which I would is, assume I is going to happen. Yeah, I can see that. And I think like in the nineties with Dax, the Trill symbiont thing was about the the storytelling opportunities were there for more about like sexuality mm-hmm. and how uh Jadzia and later Ezri were like, Cool, like I'm down for whatever. I'm I've lived in nine different bodies and yeah. different genders and I I'm I'm I've lived so many lives, like I I'm interested in everything. Almost yeah. like pansexual even. Yeah. Um and I think this is more about gender identity, what they're doing with Adira, which is which is rad. I'm I'm psyched yeah. about it. I think it's they're doing a good job with it too so far. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. a white cis dude, so I don't Welcome really to Star know. Star Trek, yeah, but that's yeah, awesome. <laughs> it seems like they're doing a good job with it. 
yeah, so that that's a B plot that's going on. Um that becomes important because she ends up joining Starfleet in a sense. Yeah. The crew. Technically, yeah. yeah. You got some favorite moments from this episode? I got some questions. Uh, <laughs> I got that's all I have with Discovery. I just have questions. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I have good moments. I, I like um, it. Yeah. Okay. The fact that Burnham has given up on Discovery over the course of just a single year. A year not is a like long multiple time. years. I know there's a lot going on, but like it's a year. I it's don't okay. a year. To be fair, <laughs> I don't think she's given up on discovery, but I think at a certain point throughout the year you uh, have to there be was like, multiple there was multiple times in this episode, like when Tilly's like, You gave up on us, didn't you? And well, like she's no. like, Yeah, pretty much. And in her intro, she's like, I I still want to see Discovery, but like I've moved on. And then at the very <laughs> end when she's talking to Saru, she's like, Hey, so like I kinda wanna be with you guys, but like I I moved on and I have to like confront some of these things now. Yeah. She moved on. She moved on after a year. A year like, is a long why, time. Though, you know why? It's because she didn't have anybody around her to say, hey, <laughs> this is Starfleet. Yeah. This is Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like this is Sparta. Like I'm waiting for Saru to like in his like weird legs to kick somebody off a fucking ledge and say, this is Starfleet. (laughs) Here's the thing. It's like in season two of discovery, when Pike is on the Brit, uh, there's a specifically iconic moment. And I was like, I don't know if we can do this. And he's just like, Hey, buck up. This is Starfleet. And like that moment ruled. Yes. Like it was really fucking cool. It was like, and then the writers were like, they like that. So they just make everybody say it all the time now. All the fucking time. But like, <laughs> that, like, that moment is great. And when Pike comes in and he's just like, hey, look, I'm the new dad. We can all do this. Everybody's smart. This, fucking this is Starfleet. Starfleet. Yeah. Yeah. That was and I was like, moment. yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Now it's just the, the thing that everybody says. Yeah, like, absolutely. What would Pike say? Pike would say, this is Starfleet. This is Starfleet. <laughs> well, everyone's walking around like, <sighs> What would Pike say? What would Pike say? Okay, but yes, yeah, that one moment, P- P- Pike would say, "This is Starfleet." Yeah, all right, all right. Cool, cool. Like at one cool. point, in discovery is somebody like bump into another person, like, "Oh, this is Starfleet." <laughs> Everyone's just got a nervous Starfleet. tick. Is Starfleet? Is Starfleet? <laughs> it's like that improv game, seriously, where you just say seriously. You have a whole conversation with each other. Seriously? seriously, at one point. At some point, like everyone just starts saying this is Starfleet and they don't know how to say anything else. It's Darmok. It's Darmok, but yeah. everybody says this is Starfleet. <laughs> like this is Star like I'm sorry, we can't communicate with these people on this. This is Starfleet. Just, this, this is Starfleet. Is Starfleet. <laughs> this is Starfleet. This is Starfleet. <laughs> oh my God. Um okay, You guys want to so- hear my second question? Yeah, God what's your second question? question? We haven't even said the things that we like, but please ask the second question. <laughs> question number two. <laughs> yes, question number two. When uh, they get to Earth and uh, the Earth Defense Force uh, uh, comes onto view screen, she goes, view screen, quaint. Ugh. How did she know she was on a view screen? I roll. Because she didn't get... This she- is a call out to the audience. This yeah. is an audience-pleasing line. <laughs> I've gotten used to them because that's just kind of discovery now. And that line was a big eye roll for me. I was like, all right, we get it. What's the equivalent of that? Is that like when you're like on your phone and you get like a, 
an email from somebody. I don't know. Like I'm trying to think uh, of yeah. what would be the equivalent. It, it would be landline. Like you call someone and you get yeah, a like, you get a <clears throat> like an answering oh. machine and then they call you back and say, Sorry, I don't have a cell phone. I just have I my like landline. I feel like this would be the other way around, but it'd be like when you call somebody on the phone and then they pick up, they like call you on FaceTime and yeah. you're like, oh, FaceTime. Dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like or if it was necessary. the other way around, you called somebody on FaceTime and they like called you on the phone. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't do. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. That's I guess now amazing. that I've talked it through, like it makes sense that she knew it was a view screen because she because was expecting it to be a hologram. But, like, but yeah. Yeah. It's two different types of technology that you probably have to interface with where like. I mean, even though they never address this, like, there's no, when they do view screen stuff, I've always seen this, but it's always been funny to me where they're like, put them on the view screen, and they're just talking to the view screen, I'm like, where the fuck's the camera? Like, what, where, like, where is the interface in which they are? Apple Apple finally (laughs) figured out how to put the camera behind the screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that must be it. It's it's the iPhone 900. (laughs) Do you think they have the universal translator, but for, like, media? For like, uh, yeah, like foreign film translator. Like somebody calls on holograms, but it's like oh, the ship isn't equipped with holograms, so we'll just throw it on a view screen. Or like, hey, so I'm gonna put a CD in here, but you're gonna read it as like a a Blu-ray. They have because to. they they have to <laughs> but, have well, that. No, you know that every every ship and every base has an O'Brien and like hey we're getting a we're getting like a we're getting like a view call and he's like uh, Fuck. okay and he's like he's like getting adapters he's getting like a you know remember when we did you ever have a TV that like didn't have even component out yep. or composite outputs so you had to get the the radio yeah. yeah you had to get the adapter for that and then you look on your screen like this looks terrible it looks absolutely like garbage like, but and he's that, like yeah look and I, then O'Bri- the, the O'Brien is just like I there's temporal there's a there's a temporal distortion uh black hole thing that I can't like, can't get guys, it out I'm Sorry. taking a 3D image and I'm making it 2D and there's color like that's incredible you should be applauding me I like to think every time that like a starfleet ship comes across a new alien race right and they definitely have different technology than Absolutely. than they do and they're like put them on the view screen and then they do it and it's super easy and then under the hood there's an o'brien in a tiny fucking tube like putting together two like wires and it's like and like that's when it goes up he's in that jeffrey like, suit that nobody ever goes in <laughs> and people on the bridge are like this is taking a little bit longer than usual, but it's fine. And it pops up. It's like, okay, cool. This is cool. This is cool. And he's it's, down it's there like sweating. It's like when you're in the sweating. elevator and you're like, want the doors to close. Like, I don't, it's, it's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> O'Brien's just sweating in that tube. Oh, God. Um, no, it is O'Brien. It's not A. O'Brien. It's O'Brien. Multiple O'Brien's. O'Brien's. O'Brien's grandfather transferred to the Discovery to try to like have just like a nice regular life. It yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. necessarily have to do, and then he got stuck in this Jeffrey's tube. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. Uh, back to the episode. Um, I just want to say that I feel as if uh, Sinequa Martin Green is really good as as Michael Burnham, but I feel like she must be emotionally fucking taxed and exhausted yeah. after shooting this because mm-hmm. every fucking episode she is losing it 
Like she yeah. is losing it. And it, I'm okay it, with emotions. I like emotions. People should cry. But sweet lord, man. <laughs> let in let this somebody season, else lose it for once. Yeah. It, it's it's the and I think the writers are aware of it now. And so like every episode I've noticed that a character like psychoanalyzes Michael a little bit and they're like, yeah, you're always like taking on other people's problems and trying to solve them before your own. And she's like, like, interesting. Yeah. You know, it's like that meme, like interesting. interesting. Uh, <laughs> but like, they're still not doing, they're not changing their behavior. No. They're still mm. making her have to deal with the most intense it's emotional insane. weight every episode. The so, writers, hey, they, just give they, her a break. They must know it's a meme by now. They must be like, they, sweet Christ. And the best episode so far, unfortunately, is the episode after this with the trill where she is like an authority figure and she's awesome. I fucking love her as like yeah. an authority figure who's like mentoring somebody and she's so yeah. good. And I don't think she cries in that episode at all. <laughs> like I don't, it, not at all. And it's one of my favorite episodes. Not that crying's bad. Everyone should cry. It makes yeah. you feel good. Like really. <laughs> But, but it, this, it, it, I, it does feel almost like exploitative at times. It does. It's, it's like it's like they they like, hey, we cast this actor who is incredible. It's like we got a Ferrari, we're gonna drive it. You know, like they're just they're just like making her do this like zero Mike, to sixty. Like they're, they're all they're cries. doing is making her peel off of the the you know they're doing the, peeling off of the the I don't know I'm not a car guy, but the, you know just like running yes. sprints, uh, uh, burning like, hey, rubber. Burning yeah. Well, that you know, we're we're not talking about the first episode, but in the first episode where like they made her like kooky and crazy and laughing. And, yeah, and, that was like, fun. Manic, that was, was great really too. fun. Yeah, yeah. she's got. And range. honestly, that first episode, that first episode, when she's like kooky and stuff, she's saying everything that I'm thinking as the audience members. Yeah, she's like, well, you got weird guns now too. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, and also I feel really I felt really bummed like how much she and Book are like we are not dating we are not having sex and it's like why not why not I hate that scene with you're very attractive people and you seem to be getting along really well like you're allowed to have a healthy relationship well (laughs) that that can happen just keep watching just keep watching I'm not gonna say anything but just keep watching I'm not caught up I'm not, I'm, caught up. I'm not gonna say anything. The, the, the Discovery Mandalorian back to back Thursday Friday thing for me is is brutal as a nerd. Just it, like it's, ah. uh, yeah, I don't want to get to the Mandalorian because I just watched some of that. But um, <clears throat> I I really does the Mandalorian have holodeck content? Do <laughs> <laughs> we count the little like? They're O'Brien, they're shittily O'Brien holograms. Yeah, I mean, technically, yes. (laughs) I will say the last episode of Mandalorian I watched, God, this is so off track, but Bosch is in it. I know everybody was excited about Bo-Katan, the Mandalorian uh, princess or or queen or whatever. But like, I was like, dude, Bosch is in this. Bosch is in this. Which one's that? He's the Imperial dude. Oh, uh, Bosch yeah. is like that Amazon. It's the ultimate dad show. That's just like a detective. Yeah. Uh, like I'm a hard boiled detective doing detective <laughs> doing things. Detective and stuff. it's been on for like nine seasons. And the guy just looks like Bosch. And he's on, in that episode as like an Imperial commander. And it's like, cool. <laughs> Bosch is in this. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, speaking uh, of that, like relationship thing, um, I hate that scene with Giorgio and Book. It's terrible. Uh, on the re- I'm just going to put this on the record, and I feel like I speak for Darius too. 
uh, we both hate the character of Giorgio. We love Michelle Yeoh, but Mir- yeah. Mira Giorgio, or we are yeah. not Mira Giorgio. Mira Giorgio, we are I I we are not fans of. So you know what's, what her her Mira Giorgio character is like a teenager who found out that like there's a vibe to being a goth kid or something. <laughs> Absolutely, and, like, and, that, and she's like. She's like, you know, I've got a mirrory vibe. I've got to have, to, I've got to really crank that mirrory vibe all, all the, the way time. up. Mira Giorgio is the uh, goth teenager that you just want to punch in the face like, because they just keep, they black. just keep saying stuff that you're like, shut the fuck up. Like, do you understand what's going? On? Adults are trying to have a conversation, and you're just trying to butt in. What? Like, yeah. just because you're 18 years old doesn't make you an adult. <laughs> Like this is what I'm talking was, about. If I was Saru on the fucking bridge, that scene <clears throat> when Saru's trying to be a fucking per- like a captain, captain, yeah, and Michelle Yeoh is just butting in all the time and is like, "You're fucking stupid," and the Earth Lady's like, "What are you doing? Like, we need to blow him up." I, if I was Saru, I just I'd turn around. I wish we got mad, Saru. Like, I wish his oh, little God, things yeah. came out and he was like, "Shut the fuck up." I'm doing my job. <laughs> with point, one of his giant long ass fingers yeah. just like right across her face like shh. Because <laughs> he's a Kelpian. We also know canonically that he's fucking strong as shit too. He could beat the shit out of everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's, Which by the way is what I like about his character is like he is control. Yeah. He's, he's a lot of control. Yeah. That scene was yeah. really frustrating to me because one of my like little problems with this show in general um but that scene was frustrating to me because Saru is somebody who's been trained as a Starfleet officer, and he's now the captain this is, of the ship. This is Starfleet. This is Starfleet. This kind of ties into that. Um, and this scene makes him look like a complete tactical loser and a tactical idiot. And Starfleet officers are not tactical idiots. They know how yeah. to deal with situations. And personally, I think Saru... Seeing that the sh- that that Michael took the ship away would have w- tactically would have been like this makes sense like I understand what's something's going happening on. here yeah something's yep. happening here she's not just going rogue and they make him look like an idiot and it kind of to be me fair off. to be fair Michael Burnham goes rogue all the time all the time before this <laughs> well he should so know like, that then <laughs> I know I know she's literally says she's counting on him re- realizing that yeah mm-hmm. do you do you think uh, that this came across that way because Saru didn't say this is Starfleet. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he. No, nobody knew where they were. They're no, like, what? What's it going didn't on? come across because his theme was this no, is know. Starfleet, and I, he does. I no, know. he does say it at one point, and they're like, we need to like fire on them or whatever, and he's like, that's not the Starfleet way, and I was like, yeah, we're not the fuck doing up, it like, like that. Yeah, <laughs> ma'am. It's like we get it. You're a you're a Boy Scout. Like they're, they're I do, making I do like, like this cap. whole like Dark Ages vibe of this new season. Mm-hmm. Like oh, everybody's kind of lost hope. Like technology's still good and stuff, but yeah. like there's not the energy that makes people want to do stuff. And Discovery's like naive, but also like eh, you know maybe we need a little bit of that a little sparking yeah. of a renaissance period here. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, speaking like of it. Giorgio, another scene I absolutely hated with her, all of her <laughs> scenes. Um, but was the scene where. <laughs> They got the uniforms on. They're walking down the the hallway, and she made herself an admiral. It's like that's in character for me. It's in character for her, but like, what's to stop her in the situation with 
I mean, I guess Earth doesn't know what they're like what their insignias mean, but like who can read those? Just, who knows she, what those are? She could have just <laughs> she could have just like overrode uh Saru. Um, Saru and Saru would have had to have either like shown his hand like, and shown that she's not an actual admiral. Oh, or, I guess you're right. Yeah, I didn't think like, about that. Or like taken the order from her. Like yeah, <laughs> it's always weird though. In Star Trek, there is precedent for admirals just like riding shotgun. Yeah, yeah, uh, and captains like still being the captain of the ship, and the admirals yeah. like, I would like, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't do that, that right. And now. then the captain's like, look, just shut the fuck you up. Please. You, you don't just sit on the, the you don't you don't you don't drive this ship all the time. Okay, just give okay? me so one just, second. You, I know how my crew works. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe find a com badge uh, oh, <laughs> before God. you start telling people what to do. <laughs> Uh, I will say some things that I like. Yes, I liked about it. this episode. Please, yeah, I, please, I liked. I like the banter. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the characters like each other, even mm-hmm. though they might be like saying sassy things. I, yeah. I, I really like the trifecta. You see less of the trifecta in this episode of of Tig and Anthony Rapp and um, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, I forget Tilly. the name of the actress who plays Tilly. Yeah. Um, They're but like I love that trio. Great. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. it's really fun. Um, you see a little bit of that, and and the moment when Anthony was like, "Who are you?" It felt like really, I don't know. It was like maybe the gayest thing he's ever done on the show, but also just really earned. It's like, "Who are?" Like that it was one felt like, like the most you? authentic of the it, like, the like sarcastic humor because a lot of times this the not woke but like in sarcastic humor that I get on the show is kind of cringy for me. But yeah. that line was spot on. That line felt yeah. Good. I liked the scene between uh, him and Tilly when they were figuring out what uh, Adara, Adira had done. And it was like, because it was kind of classic, like Star Trek, like uh, playing off of each other, like one twos of like trying to figure things out and like mm-hmm. play, basically playing in sync with each other. Yeah. It was just, that was fun. Like I, I think this season and this episode, I think does a good job of it. I think they've, they've honed it in where you get the serialized shit, but you also get the good, like we got a problem this episode, we're gonna figure it out, and the classic Star Trek stuff that's happening all the time, which yeah. is the best of both worlds, which is great. Best of both uh, worlds, also a great of- episode. Uh, <laughs> I I also like okay. I and one throwaway thing that I liked a lot is Wen's helmet. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was a cool looking thing. I just want to see w- more weird shit like that. That was Who cool. Played Wen. He was so good. He looked so familiar. <laughs> Apparently, he's Canadian. Uh, hmm. I forgot to He's put quite, his name in. Uh, I'll, he looks. I'll, I'll look it up. If anybody watches The Expanse, he reminded me of what Belters look like in The Expanse, and the they're very like tall and like skinny. And mm-hmm. the idea behind that is they were born and have grown up in the asteroid belt, so there's not any gravity, so their bodies don't have. They're not as squat because they can stretch out in the way that they grow. Dude, um, I gotta watch that is, show. I haven't. I've watched. Oh, I love the expanse. I watched the first ten minutes of the first episode, then I had something to do. But looks quite good. Once you're done with that third rewatch of Voyager, (laughs) check out the expanse on Amazon. I'm so close. I'm so close. Then I'm gonna get to Uh, Enterprise though. I like the we okay we get it. You're smart. Everybody here is smart. Line from Tilly because like that's the most Star Trekky thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Everyone here is smart. Everybody's smart. (laughs) That was a to me. That was a good. example of a like call like a line for the audience that didn't feel like too over meta. the top right yeah. too meta because it's like yeah everyone in starfleet smart we get it yeah. like <laughs> yeah 
Exactly. I also liked when David Ayala got on the bridge, book got on the bridge, and everybody had an I fuck shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, oh, it's like that, okay, uh, we're, look at that guy. <laughs> that scene where he enters the bridge felt like um, like the boyfriend at like a uh, family reunion, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. walking up to. To, they're like, no, come, come be a part of the family picture, and it's like, and I was like, oh, okay, like, where do I stand? It's like, come here by the science station. Like, You'll be great at the science to station. To me, it felt like like your friend is introducing, uh, like them you to their close friends. Yeah, and, but they start like like chumming it up with their friends, but they don't introduce you yet, and you're like, yeah. mm, hi, like I'll hey. just wait till somebody introduces On the bridge. me. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind it's of like, is, this the, is this the guy Michael's talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah. pretty Apparently he like, he like saves whales and stuff. Wow. He's Whoa. he's like a conservationist. Yeah. Big time conservationist. That's that's Bryce and Reese over in the corner being yeah, like, that exactly. guy's super Bryce fucking and Reese. hot, dude. <laughs> is that the guy? Yeah, he's a country. He saves weird like space worms and stuff. Whoa, that's fucking oh, sick, that's dude. Cool. Like, good for him. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy who played Wynn, I, I hate to like interrupt, but he was in uh, Pee Wee's Big Holiday. <gasps> what? Really? <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't do my justice to the guest star shout outs today. I'm sorry. Ooh, yeah, that's a yawn. You yeah, missed that one. I'm sorry. That was a good one. It's okay. He's okay. Um I I feel as if in this it's hard not to talk about the whole season because it's serialized um and we don't get to do discovery very often, but I feel like Michael does not belong on a Starfleet ship. And it's becoming more and more apparent as the season goes on. And I don't know how you write that into the show. Like, I don't know how somebody who's not a part of Discovery stays on the show. But the I got way a hot that, take on that. Please oh, sorry, hot take. Done. No, no, please hot yeah. take. Because uh, she just feels like she doesn't really... And she knows she doesn't belong, yeah. you know? yeah. I think she's, she's right in that she's not supposed to be a captain. Um, she's pretty good as a commander, but... You know, she always kind of butts in, right? And is like, hey, we should actually be doing this because she has a sort of a more of a, a big picture. Like, this is how things should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she just should skip captain and go straight to admiral because she has an admiral <laughs> attitude to her. She does, does have admiral you know, like, you know what admirals do? Admirals show up and they fuck up your day and you're just mm-hmm. like, okay. But yeah. they're right in the end usually. Like, or they have, you know, it's like, okay, we do have to go to this sector. And do That's this. interesting. Yeah, she does have it is new Starfleet, so yeah. she she could. She does have admiral vibes. I never thought about that because whenever admirals come on, they're like, "You don't understand the situation." And Picard's like, <laughs> "Shut the fuck up, man! Like, I know what's going on. Like, you don't understand. Stand. You need to do this." <laughs> The Cardassians, and then that's even in the first episode of Discovery, she's like, "You don't understand the Klingons behaving this way." And and George was like, "Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking uh, about." Okay, all right, you're a commander. Maybe that's if you were an admiral, I'd have to do it. But that's I'm a good point, to. though. I I would be interested to see her as a an admiral. Uh, but I I think she would just do so much better if like her and Giorgio and Book just like went off and did their thing. Like I think. Yeah, I mean, not yeah. in a, like I like them as characters, but like just as characters, I feel like their character progression would be maybe staying with Discovery, but being on the the new Defiant essentially with Book and Georgia, and they can be their fucking ops team that go do being like Worf. you know secret ops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah, living Worf. on Defiant. 
Yeah. That that first episode where he like asks to uh this isn't DS9, I know, but that first episode of DS9 where he's like, Can I live on the Defiant? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just on the Defiant by himself. Like that is so he's like, yeah, weird. he's like, he's like somebody moving into the house. He's like, hey, is this is gonna be temporary? Like, I don't know, I'll just be in the basement. Like, is that cool with you guys? Like, yeah, totally, it's totally fine. Like, I don't, I don't know how long this is gonna be, but I think I'll just, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I have how a. Do tran- how do personal transporters work? Sorry to cut off your question. No, I. That's a good do question. You, I don't. Do you have yeah. like, do you have like five presets? Like, okay, if I do it like this takes me home if i go here it goes to in and out uh do this one uh, i think it 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 it, uh it connects with your neural waves and you think of where you want to go and then you press the button well (laughs) it's like tied to the universal translator and it picks up context clues like ah they probably want to go home i think well um buckle (laughs) up for the the latest episode of discovery because i'm not gonna say anything but there's a lot of uh, universal personal, transport. personal transporter bits that will fill your your question. My, my, trans, my transporter questions. Yes, to heart content. They won't Great. answer them. It will no. make it more confusing. But oh, fantastic! <laughs> yeah, they're there. So it's yeah. It, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, I get that you wanted to make this feel more futury, but do we really need need this? There's a storytelling perspective. There's one episode of of uh, TNG that I think actually Brando's show on the Discord mentioned that um, is like, hey, there's this episode that I think is pretty has a lot of connections to like how things are currently. It's about this terrorist group mm-hmm. that is like takes Beverly Crusher hostage. Um, yeah. And they invented this effectively a personal transporter technology so that they and that could not be traced. They couldn't trace the transporters mm-hmm. and. They work very similarly. They're like really weird, like zip zap and like really instant and then disappear. And um, I like to think that there is a connection between like they figured out the kinks in that that like killed people because like the the flaw with that system is that it slowly like degraded your body. Mm-hmm. But they they figure that out. The one thing I don't like about personal transporters is just the 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 uh, effects that they've added to them. It makes it feel like. I guess it makes it feel like unrefined technology, like you were just saying, but it also, I don't know, there's something so nice about the transporter, like, shimmer that you don't get with this. It almost feels like apparating from uh, Harry Potter, where it's like, and you're just, like, there. It's, like, rough and, like, I don't know. It's fine. Like, I'm okay with it, but it does, when you think about Star Trek, like when somebody thinks about Star Trek, what are the things that you think about, right? You think about the fucking them getting zapped up, you know, beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. Like you you yeah. think about yeah. that. And with this change, it's such a fundamental change to the way that it's always been done that I don't know how I feel about it. Because I'm like, yeah. this is such an integral part of Star Trek. And logically, I understand why it's gone. Because in the future, that makes sense. Logically completely makes sense but we don't get o'brien in the fucking room we're not gonna get o'brien no third party there's no like amazing transporter antics like "Ah, somehow i did it yeah Yeah, i can't lock on to them like they're fucking freaking out and then they do do, it it's yeah that'll never happen again in the in in this 31st or 32nd century whatever it is um 
there are people who still use the old transport because it's like vinyl. They're like, <laughs> yeah. it's just smoother, man. Like it feels better. I feel like it feels nicer. Yeah, it takes a little bit longer to reanimate, but I honestly <laughs> I feel like nothing's missing when I'm back. You know, like with the personal transport, it's like whoa, whoa, like you know, I gotta check everything. It's too fast. <laughs> it's, it's like it, you can't really hear the difference. You can't really feel the difference. Like ah, I feel it. I can totally feel it. I totally know. <laughs> I totally feel it. Um, there's the there's the moment where uh, Saru and uh, Burnham are talking about Cle- about Booker, and she's like Cleveland Booker, and he's like, "Is he from Earth?" And she's like, "I don't know. It's the name, right? Am I missing something? Did I miss something in the earlier seasons of of tre- of Discovery or the earlier episodes of Discovery? Because it seemed like there was something there where they're like." Is that is that the guy? Well, I don't know. It seems like the right name, right? It's like, I what assumed, was that conversation? I assumed I, he I, was like a famous actor, or no? Well, I guess not. It's not I'm, clear. I'm looking it up. Yeah. I thought that was like a more questions than answers. Do you think? Do you think this is like a? <laughs> this is such a wild theory. Do you think this is like a? Uh, uh, Burnham has talked to Saru about like her past. And there's someone in her family named Cleveland Booker. And like, that's why they don't have a relationship. It's because oh, she's God. like, oh, you might be my family. So I don't want to make this a, a thing. <laughs> God, that is, uh, I, hope, I guess, possible. I hope Because well, there just seemed, that conversation just seems like, uh, I don't, is it him? I don't know. It's like, why Ooh. are we having these scenes? I do agree with you. Like, you know, if, if you're showing something to the audience, it has to have meaning of some sort. It has to tell. Especially it. if you make it feel it like it has meaning. Yeah. I thought they were well, talking about like a historical figure or something. But now that I'm looking it up, there's no, there's nothing. There's this moment in this episode. I guess I'll get into the whole like things that I don't, I'm not wild about even, the, but like when, when she puts book in the uniform they mm-hmm. play. This is a discovery problem in general. Is they play moments like this that, in a way that is not earned, but yeah. you could have done it in a way that is earned. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like she dramatically like puts on the Starfleet badge on him, and it's like, it's wow, like, why? Like, we've been waiting for this moment forever. It's like actually we haven't. The audience met him two episodes ago. Yeah, he yeah. literally wasn't in the second episode. And now he's like, you've been like waiting to put me in this uniform for so long. It's like we I, we literally had a montage of a year, yeah, in a minute. It, this this whole one of, again, kind of what you were saying. My biggest problem with Discovery in general is that it's a show that's like it's like if Zack Snyder was more interested in like personal emotional moments instead of cool action moments. And they try to get to it all the fucking time. And it's like, yeah, they skip to it. It's like, feel, damn it. It's like they're shaking you and they're like, feel something without like giving any groundwork. I will do a comparison to a TNG episode here mm-hmm. where Measure of a Man, this is the episode where Data basically is on trial or is trying to fight for his right to be yeah. a sentient personal thing. Mm-hmm. That whole episode. Is played pretty much straight like a courtroom drama. It has some dramatic moments, but like more or less, every nobody's being overly emotional. The whole time, Riker is in charge of presenting the case against Data being human or being considered his own person. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. Riker's like, "I feel so fucking shitty that I had to do that," and Data's like, 
that must have been really hard. Thank you. Like, thank you for doing that thing. Yeah. And and it, it's like, and it, they're not even like crying or anything, but it's it's like, holy shit. Like, it's such a great fucking moment. And I get chills from it. And they spent yeah. a whole hour building up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Discovery is always like, here are two people feeling things. Like mm-hmm. right now, constantly. This, yeah. this, 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 this moment too. Almost, there's just this like he's so against putting on this Starfleet uniform, and we don't know why. From his <laughs> yeah. character, like really, <laughs> like they might have talked about it briefly, but like other than that, I'm like, dude, it's a fuck. Just put the fucking uniform on. Yeah. Like, stop being a child and put I, the uniform on. You know what would have been good is if he put it on, like if they didn't play it up the way they did, like uh-huh. he's just putting it on, they're having a conversation. Then she looks at him and it's like a shot and like you see him and he actually like looks, looks right good. in the uniform and she's like, yeah. that looks good on you. you like look good. That, yeah. would, that would have been yeah. a good moment. Like of like, and he's like, thanks. Well, all right, you know, like that's, that's yeah, yeah, how normal that's people all would that be. You need. They yeah. played yeah. it like, they played it like him being in a uniform had was traumatizing to him. Like he, mm-hmm. Like, like something had happened well, in his past where he couldn't wear a uniform anymore because, like, it reminded him of his parents dying. Like, to be, but to be I don't fair, know. <laughs> to be fair, that itself is a character building moment. To be fair, like him being uncomfortable in that uniform does inform totally, us about his past. Totally something, agree, but you do it su- more subtly. You don't do it like it's the payoff to his parents getting killed. And now he's having to confront uh, his past because he has to wear this uniform. You you play it subtly. You play it like he's not looking comfortable in the in the uniform, and he's not quite fair, like, yeah. fitting in with it. And and you ask him, he's like, ah, sorry, I just I'm not like this is just thing. like you know, like, I think, like whenever I wear a uniform, things don't end well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I think the only reason <laughs> I actually like this scene a lot because it made me I, I don't like. The Discovery uniforms. I never have. Oh, God. But this scene, Booker makes the uniforms look fucking hot. I and agree. he put it on, I and I was like, oh, man, I like the uniforms now. I agree. We got a close-up like, close of the uniform, and I saw the fabric, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And he looks so nice with stretching. the jacket on. I think it stretches a little bit more when he puts it on. A little yeah, bit too big. They, a little bit too small they, on him. Yeah, I think they sized him. Yeah. It's like, we literally don't have him in extra large. Like, I, we don't expect a dude as Jack the Jew to be on this show. I think it's really who wears the uniforms because it's like, it, I, I can compare it to when people drive, when people buy the, uh, the drive jacket, the jacket from drive that, uh, that, uh, what's his name wears? Yeah. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Uh, yeah. it looks great on Ryan Gosling and nobody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the Discovery uniforms look great on Booker. And nobody else. <laughs> speaking speaking of Booker, I did like the scene between Burnham and Booker where, where she walks in on Booker and he's just drinking and he goes and gets another one from the replicator and she's like, you're going to drown yourself in synth hall. He's like, oh, God damn it. I can't even get drunk. <laughs> that was nice. That was a great moment. I love that. Yeah, that this fucking girl's like, ah, oh, man, I should have known. Uh, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, I just want to give before we move on to anything else. I just want to give a shout out to Doug Jones as Saru because he's so fantastic, and Doug Jones has always been great in every role that he's ever done. Um, and I feel like this is such a like a such a great role for him to actually be able to like act and be a character and like really do stuff because all the other stuff that we've kind of seen him in and like Hellboy and like 
Pan's Labyrinth is more like, you know, like creature body work. And this, he really gets to shine and and do all of it and act and just be a fucking awesome captain. That makes me think, Dylan, uh, and I, I agree with you. It's so cool that he's getting the opportunity to take one of the things he's very strong at, which is like very specific um, creature work. Mm-hmm. Like he's created this whole, He, you know, you know that the Kelpian thing is all him, like the swishing yeah. arms and, and balance yeah. and everything, but also gotten to meld that with this character, which I don't think he's really gotten to do vocally since maybe Abe. I mean, on in, in a big setting. I know he's worked a lot mm-hmm. um, in Hellboy. Uh, but also I think that also makes me think of how we kind of undervalue that kind of work, you mm-hmm. know, as the creature in uh, Shape of Water, for example, we yeah. think of it more of an effects thing. Or uh, if we look at the um, the various creatures he played in Pan's Labyrinth, that movie mm-hmm. doesn't work without Doug Jones. It's yeah. fun fact. None of it. Fun yeah. fact about Doug Jones is he learned mime at school and he joined a troupe and doing the whole white face thing and has also worked as a contortionist. So I think that... Damn plays into his his creature work and character work and you can definitely see it like yeah he does a lot of emoting with his body more yeah. than his words yeah absolutely I, he's i mean he's not like my favorite captain yet but it's really nice especially in discovery because the past two seasons have been kind of like swapping out captains and stuff but like this season he it's nice to like feel like he might be one of my fave captains because Discovery's finally getting its captain. I he's think. finally yeah. getting its captain, yeah. And he's really awesome. And the I mean, this is in a later episode, but the dinner scene in yep. uh that second that the fourth episode is really, really good. And I just love how how well intentioned he is and how unsure of himself he is all the time. And he's really kind of nervous, but he knows what he's fucking doing. He just needs someone to be like, you know what you're doing. You know, he, need, he needs his crew and the people around him to just talk back a little bit less. And this is like a discovery issue I have a little bit is that, yeah. you know, talk back in the next generation or DS9 is like, hey, by the way, that's going to cause a tachyon fluctuation. Captain's like, noted, do it. Yes. Uh, yeah. And this, it's like, I don't want to do it because I think it's going to cause a tachyon reduction. <laughs> He's like, look, you just got to trust me. I'm the captain. Okay. You got to do it. It's like, ah, I'm not sure. It's like, you got to do it. It's like, okay, fine. I'll do it. Yeah. It, it like, seems like everyone is insubordinate all the time. Yeah. Like even Detmer. And I like, I yeah. get why Detmer was doing that in this episode specifically, but it was like, and uh, what's her name to the left of her? I, I can never remember her right name. Right of her. The, sorry, the to the right of her was like, shut the fuck, just fucking do, just it, do it, man. Like, it yeah, what do you like, can do stop. it. We yeah. know how to do it. <laughs> just fucking do it. She was like, our shields are at full. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think. Uh, hold on, I'll I'll find out the name of that officer because I need to I, know. It I can't well. read it because I've heard people say it before, but I can never read it. But I love their relationship's really nice too, along with the uh, Bryce and Reese. They, they have a nice little yeah. friendship. Oh, oh, is, is what they shorten her name to? Oh, oh, okay. Um, Oosukun, I believe. Oosukun. Yeah. And uh, obviously I need to do work there. I think she's nice. She's a legit-ass officer, though. Like, everything yeah. I've seen from her is like, like, respects Saru and is like, yeah, yep. we're going to do whatever the fuck. And Detmer's like, I've got PTSD. I don't know what to do. And she's like, fucking relax, man. Like, <laughs> get your shit just together. fucking get your shit together. Like, we need to, you need to pilot the ship right now, which is nice. 
I liked it in the second season of Discovery. She had a really cool moment that really stands out to me. We're on, they're on this planet and Pike is like, is this something religious? And she's like, I don't, any, I don't know anything about religion. It's just not my jam. <laughs> she's just like straight up like, no, you know what? Know. It's not really my thing. Not my thing. Yeah. It's really yeah. appreciated that. Um, I, we could go on for a very yeah. long time. With yeah, a lot this of is this our stuff. this is like our only discovery episode for a while. So we're we're airing. I'm sure. Everything. I'm sure we'll get more eventually. But people don't have personal holodecks, probably. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's go into the archives. Maybe it's going to be a weird yeah. archive. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> Starfleet archive. Accessing Starfleet archives. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Hey, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are we alone? Are we alone? Sorry, yeah, I'm like yeah, super out of breath. I've been trying to keep up with everyone. Everyone's running yeah. around and like I've been trying to run also to, so I don't look suspicious. It's weird, right? Everyone's yeah. running all the time? Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. is running. I, I have adopted a sort of speed walk which allows me to trail behind and not miss anything. Ooh, I like that. I should, I should adopt. You're probably burning a lot of calories too. You know, oh, like the yeah. speed walking is nice. Speaking of burning, what is this whole burn? Everybody keeps talking about a burn. I don't know. I mean, the last thing I mean, I don't, the last thing I remember from you know when we got zipped, you know, we were just on a, all three of us were on like a a, a runabout shuttle that shuttle we shuttlecraft. We were out doing a science uh, yeah. a mission, and then all of a sudden there was a temporal time storm, and yeah, we got it, zapped here. And that's the last thing I remember. Same. That is the last thing. Yeah. On aboard the USS Discovery? What even whatever, is that? Whatever that is. It is, no, it is a made-up ship. It. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah. I checked the logs uh, on my tricorder to see if there was any USS Discovery in it. There's mm-hmm. no record of it ever existing at all. Guys, yeah. do you think we're on, like, a drug trip or something? Or, like, we're dreaming, maybe? Or, like... Or do you think this is just real and this is our life now? Do you think this is just how we have to live our life? It, it is likely to be our lives. Yeah, now. I think I don't think we're on a drug. Unfortunately, shit. Yeah. Well, have you noticed everybody? Everybody keeps reaffirming that this is Starfleet. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. keeps saying this Which is Starfleet. Which seems weird because of course it's Starfleet. We we are wearing com badges. Yeah, which don't. Yeah. Which I can't. They don't. I work. keep tapping them. They don't work. Yeah, they're broken. Um, Can we also talk about the fact that like. The uniforms, I can't even tell the difference between operations and science. And I'm command. colorblind. Like, I can't tell. The- uh, so I can't see. I, I don't know who anyone is. I'm just. The easiest one to, to see is science mm-hmm. because they're silver. But bronze yeah. and gold, they look too much. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I, I do not. I, I also cannot tell the difference. Yeah. Uh, also, I find them extremely restrictive. They're very restrictive. Shul- yeah. yeah. I they're do pretty- like the fabric they're made out of, though. The they're pretty nice. hot too. I don't know nice. if like you've seen a hot dude unzip his jacket. I I kind of want to. Honestly, I I've, I've been walking around the the whole the ship with my jacket unzipped all times. Oh, Tom, well, it, it wasn't. It, you, it works though. on hot dudes. Yeah, Tom. no. But I am. No, guys, I am a very attractive man. Uh, I mean, I guess. Tom, I mean, if I look you guys at don't if, know because you guys are you guys aren't you guys aren't interested in men. So how would you know? What? Who said that? That is quite an assumption. Yeah, that's a huge assumption. You don't know my preferences. I've just never well, heard you talk about. Speaking of preferences, like there has never been a more diverse and attractive crew of Starfleet officers. They're all ever. super hot. Yeah, even yeah, Saru. Like, Have you seen it, the way and, he 
waves his hands. The the little swishy, which is also Super swishy. Can I say like I, I hacked in, hacked into the ship, which was honestly mm-hmm. pretty easy because I found out that this is an old ship. Mm-hmm. This, this is, is an old ship. Old ship. This is like yeah, before Kirk's time. Mm-hmm. Before old, Kirk's time. Old ship. Real ship. Hacked in there. Looked at it, all this stuff. So it's an old ship, which probably means it's an old crew. Right. Which yeah. means, what happened to all the diversity after this? Oh, well, I don't know. That's a good question. It's got zapped out of existence, it sounds like. That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. So I was checking the star date, by the way, and it is long now. It's six numbers, which is what? annoying. Yeah, it's six, six numbers? numbers long. Wait, what? And okay. yeah, this is 3188. So we're in the future? We are deeply in the future, and uh, everybody is so sad because their families are probably dead. Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, man. You know, now like, I feel really mean. Because your family's already dead, right? My family's so you, been dead, yeah. So I, I yeah. feel like I kind of rubbed it into uh, to Tilly. I was a the black bit. sheep of the family, honestly. So it was yeah. like I didn't really have much, like even talking time with my family. You know, that only I think I, about I, it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt your family no, story. No, it's okay. Well, I, I'm just. I don't really feel much for my family. Okay. Uh, all right. But it makes sense. You know, everyone keeps looking at us weirdly um and i thought it's because they didn't recognize us but now i think it's because we're so cheerful and uh yeah. everyone else is just so mad like i was yakking it up at that buster keaton uh on the other night when we were oh, watching it so i thought it was hilarious yeah. and people were like you're laughing a little too hard and i was like why man this is fucking awesome look at this big old screen man like this is the best <laughs> yeah Kind of reminded a, me of a holodeck. You know what? I, I there is no holodeck on this ship. No. There there are plenty of holographic projectors built into the systems. Have you noticed that? But they're yeah. they've all been deactivated. Yeah, but I yeah. I don't have the privacy that I need. I, I just don't have the privacy that I need to run the uh, the like simulation programs that I do that are like. You can't look at your porn. That's not. That's not. No, no, they're like uh, they're like private projects that I'm working on that I don't want anyone to know about. You're um, speaking of projects. Have you noticed that everybody expects something done immediately? Yes. Oh my god. I, I yeah. feel like I feel like there's a ticking time bomb at all times. Yeah. At I'm, all times, it's like I chill. I feel very nervous around uh, Georgia. I don't know if you if you've walked past her, but. Every time she, very, she starts walking, she, I start walking faster because I, I, I'm scared she's going to yell at me. She has a very mirror universe feeling to her, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. know that's a rude thing to say, but yeah. she does have a very mirrory thing about yeah. her. I mean, yeah. I, I've never called someone mirrory before just because my parents told me before they, no, were, it's they obliterated to, yeah, totally. to, to call somebody yeah. that. But... but she does have a mirrory vibe. Yeah. 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 Very. You know what my very, favorite very part very. about this ship is, though? What? Hmm? Black Alert. Black Alert's pretty <laughs> fucking cool, man. Because you know, it matches. It matches all the lights turning down low. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Black Alert, and then do you, you do guys, the spinny thing. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. It's super fun. Yeah. Do you guys? I set up a black alert in my quarters, actually. To, oh, what do you I do? I just say black alert when I go to bed, and then it just oh, goes. Oh, that's cool. 
Oh, you guys, I fall asleep. Do you guys do like a little cool pose whenever you hear it too? Because whenever I hear like, you know, over the comms through saying black alert, I always do like, oh, I get like really psyched and I kind of like I like turn to imagine there's a camera that's like zooming in on me really quickly. So I do yeah. like a cool like, yeah, pose. I think that's why yeah. people are looking at us weird also is we're doing a lot of that kind of stuff and they're like, are you all right? You know? Yeah. And I, I, I have determined that the easiest thing to say is just, this is Starfleet, and and they just leave you alone. Totally. They, if you do they, the they just, the epic turn, and then maybe yeah. tear up a little bit, get a little emotional, and say this is Starfleet, they just go about their business. They yeah. just they this don't is even just notice a standard it. operating procedure. Yeah. On, on to discover it. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I have about nine assignments that are backed up because I just keep getting assigned new things to do. Yeah. Which, by the way, I only really need to do one of these. If you, if if I, you know, if they, people just slow down, you know, I would just just do one of I'm them. Take care I've been, of that. Uh, I've been just been hanging out in the Jeffries tubes. Oh. Nobody Ooh, really goes into the Jeffries tubes, so I just on been hanging out. Wait, I have a question. Things. Are they still hard? Like, do your knees hurt when you climb through them? Absolutely. That really? Because I heard that they had padding on them now. I heard they had padding when you. Oh, I must be. I must be in like the Jeffries tubes that no one ever goes into, and that's why they don't have padding. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because I've noticed, I've noticed that they have Jeffries tubes that people use, and then they have Jeffries tubes that just don't get used, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, Yeah. that's weird. That's weird. Strange ship. Yeah, I gotta but take care. This of, is Starfleet. You know what they say. This, this is Starfleet, 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 baby. This is Starfleet. This is Starfleet. This, I gotta take care this, of my new cat. I got a that, cat yeah. back in the in oh, my you got quarters. A cat. Yeah. How yeah. did you get a cat? Huge Maine Coon. I. Uh, is I that still, Booker's cat? Is that Cleveland Booker's cat? Is that the hottest dude on the ships? Have you cat? guys seen Cleveland he's, Booker? He's not that hot, guys. And, okay, Tom. He's Tom. Hot. He's, like, if he, you're looking for a reference point. <laughs> He's the hottest. He, I did. He, did you see him in the uniform when he put the jacket on? And he, you know, when. Oh my god. Do you guys think he's from Earth? I don't know. Doesn't I mean, matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where he's, he's so from. hot. I stole his cat uh, because the cat I think is awesome. And he grudge. Yeah, the I, queen. The queen. I stole the queen. You stole the queen. I stole the queen. He's gonna uh, kick your ass. Yeah, he is. You guys wonder uh, why I, I stole see. the cat. Uh, it's a ploy. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. this is Starfleet. This, this is Starfleet. Starfleet. So the holodeck content in this episode is very, very brief. Very, very brief. Um, and I think it is actually like, either whether it was like the cargo bay of her ship or whatever, I think it was like its own special room, I think. Bookship, right? Mm-hmm. Was it bookship? Because I, yeah, God, it was bookship. This whole montage sequence confuses the shit out of me though because it seems like she's off doing her own thing and then she meets back up with books sometimes and they, they oh, do, yeah. they do missions together and then she's off doing her own thing. So it makes me feel like she has like either a runabout or something that she goes and does her own stuff with. This is probably bookship though. I think she Unclear. has her own room in Unclear. bookship. That was well, there's, my there's a moment where she's sitting there. looks like she's captaining something. She's in a seat like that looks like a, a, a helm of something. And I know we, we should have talked about this earlier, but like that whole montage sequence for me was was more like uh, so she just had like a whole season of Firefly all to herself. Yeah. Like she yep. just did Firefly yep. for a Yo, year. Yeah. My thought yeah. was like, can we have like a side season, like a like a Selmarillion <laughs> season where we just get to yeah. see all of her adventures? Because I feel like that just would go fit watch Firefly. Her- 
But yeah. I feel like that would fit her character better <laughs> yes. than being on Discovery. Like, and totally. I would watch the shit out of that because it's not Starfleet. She can go fucking kill and do whatever the fuck she needs to do. And it's great. Just Every episode, she's like, this isn't Starfleet. Yeah, books like she doesn't why, you, why are you torturing that, that guy? <laughs> this isn't Starfleet. <laughs> uh, okay. But this, this scene is just her slow mo fighting a guy. Yeah, it's kind of punches cool. a white dude, and he, yeah, it starts off he, like this. Oh, her getting she's punched. getting punched, right? Yeah, yeah. I, my favorite kind of fake moment is when she like, uh, like up palm karate chops him in the neck. And yeah. you clearly don't see them make contact at all. <laughs> but it's like, all right, yeah. And there's like sweat everywhere, like coming off everywhere. Somebody's like, uh, John, I don't think we got contact on that one. Uh, we're going to need another take. It's like, I'm two takes was, breaks. I did first contact. We don't need no contact. <laughs> did you ever see first contact? Yeah, yeah, John, yeah, yeah. All right, then don't like, fucking talk to that me. That was the okay? first okay. take. This is the second. second. Yeah, but this is technically only the first take. Of the, I don't care. I don't care. That's two it. takes breaks. <laughs> He gave himself that nickname. I'm two take breaks. I never do like we do like five takes sometimes. He still says it's two takes. <laughs> he does rollover takes. You know the reason he gave himself that nickname is because he he just wanted to go to a, a Lakers game, right? <laughs> like we were really? shooting an episode, he wanted to go to a Lakers we game. Lakers He's like, I'm two takes breaks. Can only do two takes. Hello, I'm two takes breaks. <laughs> It's we, fun. We wrapped at three o'clock today. It's crazy. We went for 40 pages. Yeah, that's a lie. Uh, Frakes is probably a Clippers fan. <laughs> <laughs> most likely. Most likely. I think, he's, I think he is native LA. Is too. he? I think, yeah, I think Jonathan Frakes is native LA. He be, yeah. Yeah. Um, the the, the slow mo punch that we get at the beginning of her, like the, the like face and like spit flying. I don't think the spit flies, but that, that like take, it very much looked like that punch was done in slow motion to begin with. And then they slowed it down just a little bit more. Like it wasn't like they weren't doing any sort of like, I don't know. I just feel like it didn't feel like an action filled action. filled. It felt like they did like somebody going like, like normal, normal speed, like a slow speed, normal to get the cheeks. And then they slowed it down a bunch and added some visual effects. Yeah. We we just spent like a good five minutes being like, Hey, like give Sonequa Martin green a a chance, you know, like, or like let her rest. She's going through all this emotional trauma. But right now we're like, they should have punched her. They should have punched her (laughs) real. I'm not saying they should have punched her, Jan. I'm saying they should have added some CG in there to make it look like she was getting punched. (laughs) I just think, I mean, like, if this was, like, a TNG episode, the scene of her fighting in a holodeck would have been a whole scene. Yep. And it would have said everything that needed to be said without the montage. And I love montages, don't get me wrong, but would love to see some some hol- some more holodecky content. Um, it we should have recently- been yeah. Book being Chakotay. And dragging her into a holodeck and being like, work your shit out. Confront your feelings. Confront your feelings. <laughs> I like Chakotay's approach of just shaking the baby. Like, stop crying. Uh, I mean, it's fun. Uh, it's, you know, I feel like there has been so many opportunities in this newest season of Discovery where I said, oh, they're going to. They're gonna do the holodeck. 
and then they don't. It's like every episode now where they're like, yeah, specifically the one where they show uh, the Buster Keaton like movie night thing where yeah. they're like, everyone's losing their goddamn minds because uh, all of their family is dead. We need a way for them to uh, relax and, you know, figure their shit out. And I'm pretty sure every Star Trek person in the world except for the writer's room was like a holodeck. holodeck. Just put a oh, fucking holodeck. holodeck in there. Like, <laughs> that's it. And then they did movie night. So. I would love to see a holodeck, genuinely a holodeck Buster Keaton interpretation. That would be so cool. Because it's like, what would that look like in a three-dimensional space? Because so much of his stuff is like contingent on manipulating a 2D image mm-hmm. to trick the brain. Yeah. So how, what is that like in a three-dimensional space? So and um, I, think I don't what, know. I think the holodeck, some free ideas. I think the holodeck would help on Discovery a lot because the holodeck – is so uh it's so great because it allows for the audience to explore people's uh character based on the things that they watch or the things that they experience so with like Jane Way she's just like a big Da Vinci fan and she like hangs out with Da Vinci and then you know like that informs people's characters so if if we've got you know Bryce and Reese doing some fast and furious nonsense. You're like, yeah, man. Like these guys fucking love fast and furious. Like they, it informs are, their character. They totally yeah. play black ops. They're, <laughs> they're, that's, that's just them. They just, they just play black ops. They're, they're just bros who love to play. They're playing, black ops. they're playing zombies, call of duty zombies. zombies yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's like, Hey dude, you did fucking great that last wave. Thanks man. Can you, Thanks. I mean, I my heart will be full and I will be 100% in on Discovery when their opening stinger is Bryce and Reese, like in, you know, like shooting dudes and like hanging out behind a wall and be like, and then it going down and be like, oh, that was awesome, man. And like high five and be like, yeah, it's really nice to blow some steam off. And then like leaving the room. I'll be in 100%. Love and, and, and that'll be the episode where we know they're both going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, wow, we spent a lot of time with Bryce and Reese. Just, oh, no. no. I hate that. And I hope it doesn't become a, a discovery meme because. Oh, yeah. Uh, Should we rate it? Yeah, let's rate it. Okay. Um, dialogue. The computer. There's a voiceover. She's, it's not in the holodeck, but she's. Okay. How do we do this? Because she's doing her personal log. It doesn't while count. We're seeing it, I don't think it, it doesn't counts. count. Yeah, uh, I will say. I think she says. The does computer, the computer says say something? The computer's like program terminated or something. Yeah. Oh, look, All I'm right. giving it, it a zero. Point I'm giving five. Point five. Point five because okay. it exists. <laughs> it exists. Romance. Goose egg. Zero. <laughs> Action. Punch could have been more punchier. <laughs> I'm gonna know. give it a. I'm gonna give it a three. Because they recorded it was, at high frame rate. I was going to give cool. it a four because they, they went slow motion. Like this is the first yeah. time I think we've seen action in slow motion in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a three. Yeah. Probably. Suspense. What did oh, you yeah, give sorry. it, Jan? I gave it a four. Oh, okay. Uh, Suspense. Zero. zero for me, zero. Goose Egg. Uh, uh, yeah, there's not, there's not zero. There's no suspense. Camp. I think it's kind of campy. It is I a think little the cheesy. slow motion, like punch. It's yeah, it's pretty campy. Like it's like, 
Okay, go, you saw Sherlock Holmes, two thousand nine. The fact that she obviously <laughs> didn't hit him in her in her up hit. I'm gonna go yeah. with the one. It's a one level of camp. Whoa, Dylan does not want to give this anything. Um, it's like three seconds. It's already two five. holiday content. Yeah, I'll give it a three. I think it is pretty campy. Stakes, I give zero. it a zero. Zero. Alrighty, computer. Discovery, season three, episode three. Which, what we got? Calculating. 1.01. All right. Uh, for those of you who are watching the Twitch for the first time, I don't do the voice of the computer. <laughs> that is post-production. <laughs> Verona Blue does the voice. Of yeah, the that's right. I... I just want to say, uh, I really hope we get to do more Discovery episodes because I had a really good time talking about Discovery and <clears throat> as many gripes that I have with it, it is nice to have Trek on every week, yeah. especially, you know, with, it's, we can it's a great fucking, looking show. Yeah, it's we a great can. sounding show. It looks like a, a movie. Actors. It looks oh, like a movie. Like a movie. <laughs> looks like a movie. <laughs> and it we can, like movie. we can write fanfic about Reese and Bryce. You know, like we don't like justice for Reese and Bryce. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Reese and Bryce. <laughs> I bet both the actors are super chill too. It's like, no, actually, like we're fine. We like, they I'm look happy. hella chill. Yeah. They look hella chill. I love them. Thank you so much for. Oh, we didn't. Oh, we fucked up again. What do we do? What episode do we do next week? Uh, do we yeah. have? Uh, does anybody uh, in Twitch have fuck. a holiday episode that we haven't done that they recommend? Getting A B C, and they take refuge in the holodeck. Janeway when she gets woozy. Yeah, I'm down with that. Which one is that? Twisted. Twisted. Yeah. Twisted. The holodeck is the uh, with the holodeck as the last refuge. The crew gathers there. Tuvok suggests that the most logical course of action is to simply (laughs) do nothing. Fucking classic. Oh, episode man. Uh, Season two, episode six. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Good wreck. Thank How you, Azu. I missed yeah, that one? Azu. I don't remember this one at all. It looks like everyone's getting woozy. <laughs> They're all so woozy. woozy. I'm excited. That's, that's, that's great. We'll great. do yeah. Lower Decks again soon. Uh, yes, we will. Yeah. We'll do the, the movie one soon, because I don't think we did that one. Yeah, that one's that one's blast. That one's fun. Great. Yeah. Uh, cool. Great. Hey, well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you don't follow us uh, or are subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button. Smash it. Say. Smash it. Smash uh, it. Use your personal <laughs> transporter to zap into our Discord. It's Trek to the Holiday. We have a lot of conversations there. Share memes and it's fun. It's a fun time. And yeah. we're on Instagram, Twitter, and all that. All the shebangs. Um, the computer voice was re- provided by Verona Blue, as we said earlier. Yeah. Intro and outro music is by the artist Bodyline, used with permission from Midwest Collective. Um, go check it out. It's fun, fun yeah, song. stuff's on Bandcamp. Yeah. Bandcamp. Yeah. And Vaporwave. if you're like, if you're in your car right now, or if you're not in a public place, please uh, say this with us. You know, on three, <laughs> we're going to say, fuck you, Viacom CBS. Right? <laughs> Ready? One. One. <laughs> Two, two, three. three. Fuck, Fuck you, Viacom CBS. I messed it up. Leave us alone. Uh, we're just a fan podcast. We're not making money off you. Unless people want to give us money, then we will make money off you. Um, 
and uh, please we pay hire for us your someday stuff. because we pay for your stuff. Yeah, you <laughs> are do. you are sucking my my wallet dry right now. So you Look, can't one time we posted something that was not transformative, <laughs> and then we edited it a little bit, and it got approved on Instagram. But we're still bitter about the one time you took to ask for <laughs> one of our things to be taken down, and uh, we're holding a grudge. We say. are. We are. Books uh, can. Fuck you, bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Oops. Have a good night. Yeah. And You've spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All hollow simulations have been terminated.